Welcome to the CultureWise podcast, where God's good news meets the Latter-day Saints with wisdom and grace. Here we aim to discuss topics relating to how followers of Jesus can more effectively reach Latter-day Saints in their relational networks. For more information about this podcast, check out our pilot episode titled, What Is This Podcast About? My name is Daniel Schugert, and I'm joined today by Ross Anderson and Dave Elsog. Dave is the husband of one wife, a father of three daughters, and a parent or dog owner of two female dogs. So he, his claim to fame is that he's got an all-female household. He is also the executive director of Loving Utah and has been serving God's mission in Utah since 2006. Now, Dave, one of the one of the incredible priorities that you've focused on over the last few years is uh, internship packs. What, what can you tell us about how you've brought interns in to the mission? Yeah, that's a great that's a great point. Um, we um, started loving Utah just to care for church planters who are moving to Utah, and we kind of came up with this kind of tagline that said, "We're helping churches." survive, thrive, and multiply in Utah. Mm -hmm. Um, And so many churches are on the survival level. So um, our internship program specifically is a partnership between local church or local ministries um, where we recruit young people to come to Utah to serve for the summer, which is kind of a normal thing for like Bible college and seminaries. A lot of times they have a requirement for internships. sometimes during your sophomore or your, your junior year, but um, we're not locked into that at all. Uh, but we're just looking for young adults um, who are interested in Utah, maybe feel a call to Utah, um, whether that's a for vocational ministry or whether that's um, just to be on mission um, for the gospel in Utah. So it's a partnership between the local church and how it works is since we work with network with a lot of churches, we ask pastors and leaders, we say, Hey, would you host a intern for the summer? Would you be their host church? So what that means is, would you give them a job? Um, would you mentor them and coach them throughout the summer? Would you provide, um, housing, food, and some sort of pay, um, to help them as this is their summer job? but they're coming out to serve in your local church. So local church for me is priority. Um, But what Loving Utah does is we add a whole nother layer on top of that, which we call the internship pack. And that layer is every once a week, we meet with the students, all the students who are part of that. So, So you think about it from the student's perspective, they're at a church they're serving, but once a week they get to go meet with other students who are serving in churches and it's cross-denominational. It's whatever churches decide to do this. So they get to meet other students who have a passion for Utah and a passion for ministry in Utah uh, from around the country. So they get new friends. Um, They, they hang out with us. So Ross is one of our mentors and we have other mentors from other churches and we take them on an adventure every, every week and spend a day with them talking about ministry or, or the uniqueness of ministry in Utah, or, or sometimes we just take them on a hike and mm-hmm. pray with them or whatever. Um, so we ask the churches to sponsor them, to bring them on, but then we add this, this extra thing. Another thing we do with them as well in the summer is a lot of times we try to take them on a retreat. Um, in the summertime where we get away for two or three days, Hmm. um, 
this last year we went to Blanding, Utah in the middle of summer. I'm not sure who made that decision, but um, it was me. Um, <laughs> and uh, we just stayed in an Airbnb and um, hung out, played games, talked about stuff, went on adventure hikes and things like that. And it really built a real solid um, relationship between these guys. And so our, our students this year were just phenomenal. And um, every one of them had a story of call to Utah. Hmm. Um, and somehow through relationship, and again, Loving Utah is a network, so we really are networking relationally. Mm -hmm. um, so these students found out about Utah some way some, through a conversation in their school or college, a <clears throat> professor, a, um, a pastor um, from Utah who had a relationship with them somehow. Mm -hmm. And so um, it's, been, it's been a real, we've been doing this for uh, five summers now. And it's just been a real interesting way for us to um, invest and spend time with with students, um, young young adults, and then see our hope and our prayers that they would have Utah in their heart and perhaps they would move back to Utah. Mm -hmm. And what makes this specifically a, a good strategy in this context here? Yeah, well, that's a good question because... In the context of Utah, we oftentimes talk about being under-resourced um, in our ministries. Um, most cities, towns, or states that have population centers like Utah, usually if you go to the Midwest or the South or even, even out in the West Coast, um, oftentimes there's a Christian school, a Christian ministry school um, that that kind of supplies students to churches hmm. automatically. Yeah. If you have a Bible college and you have 3,000 students, those 3,000 students have to go to church somewhere, <laughs> and they usually show up at a church, and then that church will put them to work. They'll say, hey, come help us with our youth group, or come help us with worship, or whatever. And we just do not have that uh, luxury here in Utah. We don't have a large pool of young adults that are that are living on mission in Utah. So um, one of the reasons why we decided to just try this internship pack idea, which has actually become a pretty huge success, um, was to say, how do we get students to come and experience Utah? Um, we might not have them through the school year, but we could ha invite them out for the summer um, and they could spend the summer with us and, and explore uh, what it would be like if they did ministry in Utah or did ministry um, or have a heart for Latter-day Saints in the community that they live in, um, which may not be in Utah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. How, how many, as a, as a guess, how many students have left the internship and returned home to their hometown uh, and really engaging Latter-day Saints in their area? Or how many have actually made a decision to move out to Utah after school and engage the mission here? Yeah. So, um, of our first year, we, I don't believe we had any from the first year, but at the, for the last four years, it's been almost 50% or more mm. of the students have either decided to stay in Utah um, or to move back post-graduation. Wow. Right. And some, and, and a, you know, give a couple of examples of people who've taken ministry roles somewhere else, mm -hmm. but have stayed connected. One guy has went to seminary in the South, and he's brought back mission trip uh, with teens from the church where he serves. So he's not in Utah proper, but he's still connected. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Nearly every one of our former 
interns is connected in some way. I try to at least connect with them via a text, mm-hmm. um, like every every few months, just saying, "Hey, how you doing? Where are you at? Where have you landed, or whatever." Um, but several in the recent years have decided they want to make Utah their home, and they've moved here. Um, some of them have gotten jobs here. Some of them are serving on staff at churches. Um, or both. Or both. Yeah. <laughs> or both. Yeah. Um, and so that's been a real delight because um, now, being in multiple years of doing this, some of our former interns who now live in Utah, if they have the flexibility in their schedule, they'll come out hmm. uh, during the week and hang out with our interns. So we're, we're kind of building layers on, here's a graduate from our from our PAC program, yeah, yeah. and um, they're hanging out with, with people who are participating in it, which I think only brings strength because it brings strength of relationship and um, experience. And, and so, and it just shows that it is a huge impact. I, I want, I want people when they come and experience ministry in Utah, whether it's for a week missions trip or two weeks or a month or a summer. Um, my hope is that they, they have a heart that's different than what they thought before they came. Mm-hmm. Um, that that their experience here will actually um, grow them in compassion, um, understanding, um, in in even methodology or, or things. So, mm-hmm. right. um, you know that it's it's a different place to do ministry, um, but it's an exciting place to do ministry. Right. And and then the, on top of that, in Utah, for for students that aren't from Utah, like coming here and the adventure of hiking in the mountains yeah. or hiking in at Zion National Park. Um, I remember taking a couple students up to the top of Angel's Landing and one almost di- rolled, you know, <laughs> passed out, rolled down the hill and died. Um, oh, no. he, he survived, but like we were scared for a moment. Yeah. Uh, and uh, <laughs> so we want to, we want to push them as well, like push them in their faith, push them in, in, uh, in their fears, you know, um, challenge them we have we have a few things that that we have them do that kind of challenges their comfort zone um and and what's great about being with young adults is young adults they live for the adventure and so whether they're uncomfortable or not they they want experiences and they want to learn and and things yeah let me let me jump in on that i mean part of it i'm as i'm thinking about this for me there's there's kind of this pipeline that we're trying to create and it might start with um, somebody comes out for a one-week mission trip or even a shorter thing. So one yeah. of our one of our earlier students came out from a Bible college in a uh, nearby state. He came out just for like an extended weekend the first time, and then then he became a you know member of the intern pack, and then and he's moved back to Utah and he's involved in ministry here. So it might start with a very short exposure, and then and then the internship allows for like the next step for people to take the next step. And then, and then we hope that they'll take another next step after after that as well. Yeah, and that's a that's an important thing, Ross. As those that are listening, who might be involved in ministry here in Utah, and a missions trip comes to their church or whatever, like we're available, Ross or myself or other other members of our team um, would love to come and spend a dinner or a lunch or an hour or so with any missions team that comes to Utah. Mm-hmm. That's one of my favorite things to do because then I can share, hey, it doesn't have to just be about this week that you're here, but like 
there are opportunities for you um, to come back for the summer, especially when there's high school students or college students groups that come. Um, we can make that invitation. So again, Loving Utah is a network, so it's all relational. We don't have a big marketing campaign. We don't, I can't go to all these college campuses and, and do presentations and all these things. It really is a relational thing. So for, for the listeners um, today, part of the way they can participate is just saying, oh, there's this thing. I can look it up on lovingutah.org. Or if I have a missions trip that comes to our church, we could have guest speakers like Ross or Dave or any, anyone on our team who could come and share about um, the internship experience. Um, because we, like Ross said, we, we look at it as a pipeline. So the more students I can get in front of, um, from these different groups, um, the more excited I get because Mm -hmm. I can cast that vision for, you can come for even a longer experience. And, you know, we, um, we talked about, you know, the churches in Utah being under-resourced. And so we know that for a lot of churches, the idea of, Hiring, you know, putting some money into yeah. funding for a summer might seem really daunting, um, but thinking big picture, thinking strategically, um, th- this is it, it's it's going to really pay off. It's going to pay off for the kingdom of God in Utah. It already has, yes, because we're constantly praying for for God to bring labors into our harvest field. Yep. Now, ultimately, we we'd love to see everybody who's involved in in serving the kingdom of God raised up from within Utah. That'd be awesome. But right now, it's still a mission field. And so, so, we, so we need new people. We need resources to come in. We need people with a heart and a, and a vision for Utah to, co- to come and help us, you know, to come alongside and, and help us. And so a church that's making an investment of a couple thousand dollars for the summer is really making a, a much potentially a huge longer term investment that could that could really pay off uh, for the kingdom of God in Utah long term. Yeah, for sure. I look at these. I'm hanging out with you know I'm in my mid fifties now, and I'm hanging out with these twenty year olds who are you know could be my kids, um, and and as I'm talking to them and as we're doing our mentorship things and just building relationships with them, you know I look at the limited years I have in life, in ministry on earth, um, when my body wears out and I die. And I look at these, these young people and I'm like, they have 50, 60 years left in their body, right? If God would be faithful and, and would want them to live that long, like they'd have 50, 60 years each, right? So me spending, you know, 14 days of my summer mm-hmm. with them, yeah, uh, leading towards uh, a possibility of a lifetime of ministry and all the people they will meet and be able to minister to all the churches that they could be uh, supportive of. Um, to me, it's it's it is a kingdom investment, and it really is. It's not that big. It's a couple thousand dollars, maybe two, three thousand dollars yeah. investment. Um, and I know that's a lot for some church budgets in Utah, for sure. Um, but you have to also look at it as it's an investment for for the kingdom. Um, because otherwise there's, you know, there's not a lot of other pipelines coming to Utah. Right. And so we're trying to tap into those that, um, those that are coming. Yeah. To be honest, it is more than a financial investment too, because realistically, I mean, all the interns that we've had over the, over recent years, um, some of them are really stellar. 
some of them are really still growing yeah. and young and, and kind of green. And, and so for a church, you have to realize, you know, you may not get as much out of them, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, as you need to put into them. But they get that's part of the long-term thing, whether they're helping in kids' ministry or youth ministry or whatever it is that you have them doing. Uh, they might need a lot of supervision. They might not you know, get be that productive, but it's totally just talking to these kids. We just recently did a debrief from the most recent group and hearing the things that they're learning and how God's working in their life and the, and the life questions they're grappling with. Um, it's, it's really the impact. It will be huge. Yeah. So, um, you know, our original target was um, basically Bible college students um, who needed to do an internship. Right. They have a requirement. So, so they have a requirement. They're motivated, at least um, on one level. So we were like, hey, we have something. And I think what we offer is, is a lot cooler than just being in one church. Like <laughs> yeah. you get you get a plethora of experiences and relationships that you wouldn't get on a normal internship. What I've been fascinated by over the last few years is the number of young adults who feel God calling them to Utah, but they're not on a ministry track. They're not, yeah. they're not studying to be a pastor. They're not studying to be a worship leader um, or have any desire at all to work for a church, like, that, that, like for a paycheck. Like mm-hmm. they have no desire to do that. They have somehow encountered... Um, the need, they heard about the need in Utah, or they've encountered Latter-day Saints in their lives, whether that's, some of them have been, like, they, that was their friends in high school. Mm-hmm. And they thought, how, you know, how do I, maybe God's speaking into my heart that I need to reach people uh, like my friends in high school. So these, these students, like this, the summer that we just completed, we had a student that's in education, a student that's in um, works with auditory development, like speech therapy, speech therapy kind of thing. type of things, mm-hmm. um, pre-law, uh, pre-med, pre-med. Um, and so here are students that, like, as we talked on our last day, we said we need people mm-hmm. to come to Utah who just have a career yeah. and love Jesus, yeah. right? Because they're, you're going to, you come back to Utah and you're a nurse for Jesus or a doctor for Jesus or whatever, like all of us, you know, um, no matter what our vocation is, we're supposed to live our lives for Jesus every day. Um, but because there are so few Christians here, a lot of times in specific, um, specific jobs and specific industries or, you know, uh, things like medical and stuff. There's not a lot of Christians that are, are in those places to be actually the witness for Jesus. Mm So, so I look at that and I go, that's some way more valuable. And you're not drawing a paycheck from the church, which may not be able to afford you anyway, but you're actually able to serve at your church. Well, and you're and you're contributing to the budget of your church because you've got a job as a That's lawyer right. or a nurse or whatever it might be. Yeah, so you're contributing back to the kingdom when you give back your tithes and offerings and when you give your service to the church. And so um, I look at that and going, I'm not exactly sure like how we tap into that as a part of the pipeline, but 
But I feel like God's been sending those to us. Hmm. So it's been really intriguing yeah. to say, um, how do we, how do we engage more? And not because our advertisements are always like, come do a ministry internship in Utah. And I'm like, Getting people that are like not interested in ministry, right? And you know, also as a as a vocation, yeah. I should say, right. they're interested in ministry as a as a follower of Jesus, yeah, but yeah. not as, as and a related to that, we are getting students who don't need to fulfill a requirement, right? So one of our students in this most recent summer had just graduated from college, so she didn't need to fulfill a requirement. Yeah, another one's going to a secular college; she did not need to fulfill a field education requirement. So, right. So we're starting to see some of that too. Yeah, and it's really. It's it's just really cool how God is bringing people. Their their stories are amazing. Mm-hmm. Like their story of their call to Utah is just. Some of them are just miraculous and unbelievable of how God oh, put people totally. in their lives. Yeah. Like in Chicago and Mississippi, like having a conversation about Utah and in Mississippi is really not doesn't happen a lot. I mm-hmm. don't I don't think, um, but just hearing their stories and just seeing how they're how just a summer with us, their lives are, they're different. Like, um, they, we pray over them. We pray for them. Um, they pray for us, which is great. Um, and we just look at them as, as people that have a long life ahead of them that mm-hmm. now that because of their experience in Utah, um, hopefully they have a deeper compassion towards people. Mm-hmm. Um, Hopefully they have a, a better knowledge base, and um, we just pray that God will open the doors, whether they go back to college or, or a career somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so let's talk about some of the things that the interns do yeah. and how we structure the summer for them. You mentioned the retreat and um, meeting. We didn't really maybe mention we meet with them one day a week, so yeah. they're, the church that they're working on, the part of the partnership is their church is willing to give them up Right, a day a week. Yeah, and yeah. Um, currently and, it's Thursdays, yeah. so every Thursday we meet with them. Um, we have a team of mentors who plan out days. So um, some of my favorite days are um, that we've done every year is holding out help. Holding out help is a ministry that helps people who have suffered abuse in polygamous situations, and and helps them with uh, jobs, education, housing. Uh, different needs that they have, uh, and they do that in the name of Jesus. And so it's a it's an amazing ministry. Um, and so going to one of their houses where they have their offices, and they also have a place that's temporary housing for people who are who are you know in transition. Um, for our students to go there and to spend time with Tanya Tool, who's just amazing. Her story is amazing of finding Jesus and and discovering her call to ministry. And it's just an amazing story. And then usually, because we meet at their place where a lot of their clients hang out, um, a lot of times just randomly a client will tell their story hmm. of, of and, and the stories we hear seem unbelievable. And you would say, that can't happen in America, right? Um, they just seem so bizarre and so strange to some kid from Chicago, for instance, you know, it's like, it just is mind blowing to them. Um, and then the last couple summers we've, we've spent time at holding out help and then we'll actually help them around their facilities. So they have, you know, they have needs like cleaning up the yard or whatever. So we get to serve them as well. Mm-hmm. So, um, that's one of 
sometimes when I ask students what their favorite thing was, is just pulling weeds at holding out help, you know, is a, is, is one of their favorite things to do. Um, we'll also try to expose them to different types of ministry yeah. that might not be as prevalent in the, in the regions they are if they're not from Utah. Um, things like um, co-vocational or bivocational ministry, like um, a lot of pastors and leaders and, and people who do ministry in Utah um, rely on working a, a secular job in order to pay for um, to cover the expenses of their household so they can do ministry in Utah. Um, that happens around the country, but it happens at a higher rate here in Utah. So we want to expose that to that. Um, the, the interesting thing about Utah is it's still one big experiment in sharing the gospel. Yeah. <laughs> it, really, it really is. There's like, uh, you know, a lot of formulas that work in, in many places and regions around the country that don't work in Utah. And so a lot of things that we've had to invent or ways that we've had to figure out how to communicate well. Um, and so um, putting them in front of different leaders who have different styles of discipleship, different ways that they run their church service. You know, they got went to a, a, a trailer park church where they do church in circles. What does that mean? It means on Sunday morning, we don't sit in rows, we sit in circles and we talk about the Bible. That's how we do church. And that seems pretty weird in a double wide trailer, right? Like that's pretty out of the norm out of the norm for American church uh, experience. So we try to give them experiences that, that they wouldn't normally um, um, experience as well. Yeah. Um, what are some of the other things that we do, Ross? Well, we do uh, with, I've, I typically on my weeks with them, I will do a deep dive into Mormon doctrine and culture. Um, I know they've, they might've had some exposure, probably have had, and maybe read some books and maybe understand some of the, doctrinal comparisons, but in particular, I really want to help them understand the culture and how to think about culture, just like we're doing on our podcast. And so that's usually pretty enriching and pretty eye-opening for some who've never been to Utah before. Um, I like to take them out and do some street evangelism, yeah, um, which is really challenging, <laughs> challenging to me. Um, but it's really challenging to the students, and yet I hear you know uh, some of the best... Uh, feedback at the end of the summer was, oh, that time we went to Temple Square and we talked to these Mormon people and had this great conversation. Now, it doesn't always work out that way. Um, sometimes they don't have very good conversations or have, have a negative experience. But I want to stretch them. I want to, I want to get them listening to Mormons. I want to get them talking, thinking about it. But I also want to stretch their faith because they're probably serving most of their summer in a church bubble somewhere. Yeah. You know? That's good. Yeah, I've I've really enjoyed our Temple Square experiences. Um, I feel like if that could be our first experience every summer, it would be great. We've done it a few times yeah. uh, in the middle of the summer, but this summer we started. That was our first experience, and we just sat around and and ate um, some awesome cinnamon rolls from Neaters. <laughs> Neaters, you can send your check to Loving Utah for our advertisement here. I'm just kidding. Um, but, uh, and just kind of immersing them into like, this is where it all st started in Utah. Like this mm -hmm. is the, this is this, this is the ground where the, the Mormon church started in Utah and, and talk to them about how we engage with people. Right. 
Um, we don't want to walk over to Temple Square and say, we're right, you're wrong. And boy, you know, because from what I've experienced is I hear from sister missionaries, if you ask them like their interaction with Christians at Temple Square, it's usually negative mm-hmm. um, or con- confrontational. So we're like, hey, so we want to have a different tone. We want to have a curious tone. Um, I, I, I try to explain to the students even like, okay, so if someone came to your college, right? And, and you got the opportunity to give them a tour of your college, but they came in and they started telling you how awful your college is, how bad the professors are, you know, all these things. It wouldn't be a very fun experience for you. And you'd probably never want to do that again. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and to think that, that the sister missionaries who are normally the people you interact with at Temple Square are of the same age as they are. They're in their late teens, early twenties. Um, they're actually proud right? They're there to show the architecture, talk about their religion. They're very proud of what they're doing. I mean, they've, they've given up part of their life to go serve. And so let's just put ourselves in their shoes and say, let them talk about what they're proud of. And what, because, you know, this is, this is their life, right? Mm-hmm. And it, and it kind of helps because, um, I know for a lot of, a lot of Christians, including myself, when I first interacted with, with, Latter-day Saint missionaries when I was a lot younger and I didn't live in Utah and they just showed up to my house in Michigan and knocked on my door. Like I wasn't really equipped hmm. to have a fruitful conversation. So it auto- automatically went to comparative and, yeah. and, and, and combative. So the, so the thing about the beautiful thing about the internship is students may come with a concept of, of, boy, when I go there, I'm going to be the right one and they're going to be the wrong one. And I'm going to do that. A lot of church planters come to Utah that way, mm-hmm. um, where we can kind of intercept that. I feel like Ross has been such a great example that to me, um, over the years of just, I've asked him so many questions of how, how to relate in this culture and how to, how to share the gospel in this culture. And Ross has been a good example to me of Let's just set a different expectation. Let's let's start in a different place, right? You can start with confrontation, but from what I've learned in just life is people don't listen to their enemies, but they listen to their friends. And so if I can be a friend first, um, maybe I can have a, a fruitful conversation with somebody. But if I start off with confrontation, I'm never going to make a friend. And so um, speaking truth and love and all those things, but... We can, the, the thing about the internship pack is we can help these students understand a tone for which they should live. Like this is how, how we present Jesus here in Utah. Now, some, some people don't agree with that. Some people do ministry totally different than that. Some of those people are my friends um, and I love them and respect what they're doing because God creates us in all different ways. But for loving Utah and for the internship pack, like we want to set a tone of let's lead with love, let's lead with friendship, and and let's let's share the truth of the gospel in, in that framework. Yeah, a surprising discovery I've made doing evangelism at Temple Square 
is that a friend can be built over the course of a 20 minute conversation. Oh, absolutely. Based on my tone, I, I don't need to become a friend for weeks, months, years before getting to communicating the gospel and the hope of Jesus. But based on my tone, I can actually build a trusting friendship in the course of 20 minutes. <laughs> of course you and, can. And still get to the truth that I want to communicate. Yeah. Um, and so I, I think it's a beautiful opportunity to learn how to, how to love and lovingly share yeah. um, in an experience like that. And for these students too, like they might not have had that experience before. They might've had a different experience and maybe a youth group trip or something like that. And so I just think that's just a great opportunity that we have to kind of say, hey, here's a different way. Whether you come to Utah or not, whether you meet another Mormon in your lifetime or not, like this might be an approach that you might want to think about in mm. your life, Yeah. right? Yeah. And uh, let the let the kindness of God draw people to repentance mm-hmm. instead of the wrath of God, yeah. um, which He has to use sometimes. But anyways, we won't get into that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So no, it's good. So what are uh, so what are different ways maybe that people who might be interested in some angle of this internship experience for the church or for the student or just maybe they know somebody or you know maybe they want to help out in some way. What are some steps people could take? Yeah, for sure. Um, there, for, the first step is if you're a young adult and you want to be a part of this summer internship, like there's an application on lovingutah.org. And so um, you, can, you can go there, you can apply. It takes like 90 seconds to just fill out the information and then we'll get in contact with you and talk to you about it. We'll usually jump on a Zoom call. And you don't have to be from somewhere else too. We've had have... some great interns who grew up in Utah. Yeah who brought a lot into the intern pack because of their local experience. Yeah. Um, we love we love it when the local kids, mm-hmm. local young adults participate. It's, it has brought, it, it, only, it not only brings um, some expertise from their perspective, like having grown up in Utah, here's my experience growing up in Utah as a Christian usually, um, but also they're surprised at all the things they didn't know about ministry in Utah. So another another way is if your church or ministry would want to bring an intern on, um, and if you've never done that before, we can help you talk through what that would look like. Um, so we, I'd be happy to to share with you there. I'm always available. Jump on a Zoom call, or if you're local and you're close enough, we can grab a cup of coffee or whatever. Um, but consider if you're leading a ministry or leading a church to actually say, we want to invest in the next generation. So we'll try, you know, we'll try this next summer to be, to be a host place for students. And we can talk to you about what that all means and, and logistics or answer any questions on what that looks like. Um, because I, we have a, I have a lot of friends and, and churches in our network who bring in interns and they don't participate in the internship pack. And I'm just as excited about them because they're also introducing young students to uh, ministry in Utah. I wish they would be part of the pack, but sometimes it just doesn't work out mm-hmm. with their schedule, the way, the way that the church is running it. Um, but all churches and ministries are invited to be a part of the internship pack. Right. And I, I'd also want to mention maybe for uh, involved Christians, maybe you're not the one who makes the decision on that for your church. Yeah. But, you know, maybe you could help your church by offering to give a partial scholarship to a student. So it makes it possible for your church to to bring that or to open your home to be the host home for that. Or 
Um, you know, other other ways that you could encourage. Maybe you know somebody you can encourage someone to consider it. But there's a lot of different ways that that you could help. Um, you know, smooth the pathway. Just maybe with one small piece that helps make it all click and come together for somebody. Yeah, or just even talking with your pastor and saying, "Hey, um, did you know about this internship pack thing through Loving Utah?" Mm-hmm. They might not even be aware uh, that it is um, something that we do. Um, well, here's another way that um, you can get involved is spreading the word. Again, we're a network, so it's relational. So people telling other people, right? So you might have someone in your life that maybe is your child that's going to college yeah. or a grandchild that's going to college, or um, maybe you have a connection with a, with a ministry school somewhere around the country, right? Maybe you went to a Bible college or a ministry school. You could tell them about us and tell them about the opportunities. So um, we're doing that. We're building bridges with denominations, with, with ministry schools, with churches. Uh, and so spreading the word is a really helpful way. And, um, and yeah, if you have a grandchild that's going to college somewhere else, you know, you could spend the summer with them by just inviting them to come out to live with you in Utah. You know, <laughs> you could be their housing for the summer and have them do ministry as well. So there's a lot of different ways. I just want um, people to know that whether they're doing ministry as a vocation or if this is um, something they do um, as a volunteer or they're just following you know, the call of God on their life and ministry in Utah. Like Loving Utah is here to help. We do conferences um, once a year, um, usually in October. We have other different training opportunities as well that you can find out on lovingutah.org. We're here to serve and come alongside the ministries of Utah because we understand that a lot of times ministry in Utah can be lonely. A lot of times it can be frustrating. Sometimes it can be discouraging and even depressing to people. And, um, and we need more people to be encouraged and energized and prayed for and know that they're supported. And that's what Loving Utah wants to do. So I'd just like to invite anybody, if you don't know about us, you can go on our website. You can, you can sign up for our, our newsletter um, that we send out via email every couple of weeks um, that will just let you know like what's going on and what's coming up and how we can serve the people who do ministry here in Utah better. Sure. Uh, thank you so much, Dave, for joining today and sharing with us the internship pack that you've been a part of and Ross has been a part of as well. Really appreciate hearing what God's doing through it. So thank you. Oh, thanks for having me. Yeah. Again, this is the Culture Wise podcast where God's good news meets the Latter-day Saints with wisdom and grace.